Hi, I'm Julia Ferlin, and here are the four stories you should know about today. Special counsel Robert Mueller charged three people on Monday in his investigation into possible Russian interference in the 2016 election. They were Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, his business partner, Richard Gates, and former campaign foreign policy advisor, George Papadopoulos. Both Manafort and Gates pleaded not guilty, but Papadopoulos pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI during Mueller's investigation. Zoe Tillman is a reporter covering courts and justice for BuzzFeed News and was in D.C. yesterday covering the whole thing. So, Zoe, tell us what the specific charges are against Manafort and Gates. Sure. Um, I think where it's important to start is what they're not charged with, which is anything related to Trump's presidential campaign. So the indictment that was returned by a grand jury has to do with Manafort and Gates' activities as alleged lobbyists for the Ukrainian government, for the former Ukrainian president. It accuses them of laundering millions of dollars in profits from that lobbying work, of doing lobbying work without registering with the U.S. government as they were supposed to, of failing to file reports with U.S. authorities about foreign bank accounts that they had control of, and then uh, lying to federal authorities about that. Um, but most of this activity predates Manafort's time as Trump's campaign manager. So it's related in that it's Manafort, but this indictment doesn't really talk about the campaign, which is important to note. And what about George Papadopoulos? What's his deal? George Papadopoulos earlier this month pleaded guilty to a single count of making false statements to the U.S. government about communications that he had about Russia while he was an advisor to the campaign. And those proceedings have been under seal until now, in part because he agreed to cooperate with Mueller's team and they were worried that sharing that information could jeopardize that investigation or, or tip people off and then they would go out and destroy documents or, or try to, to get out of talking to Mueller's team about this. Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said over and over again that Papadopoulos was a volunteer and not a foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign. She also said the indictment had nothing to do with the president. What is the truth here? At least in the mind of Special Counsel Mueller and his team, he was indeed a foreign policy advisor to the campaign. That's how they describe him in court papers. And obviously there are consequences if you lie to a court. So, you know, they presumably understand that in making certain statements about you know, what he was and what he did. Okay. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders seems to think, or at least is conveying the idea that the Mueller investigation is going to wind down at some point soon. Does that seem reasonable or true? We have no way of knowing that. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Zoe. I really appreciate you helping me figure all of this stuff out. No problem. This past Sunday night, BuzzFeed News published a report that actor Kevin Spacey made a sexual advance on fellow actor Anthony Rapp, who at that time was 14 years old. Senior film reporter Adam B. Vary broke the story and is here to tell us about it. Adam, you reached out to Kevin Spacey a number of times for your piece, and a few hours after it ran, he published a statement responding to the allegations and 
came out of the closet. Lots of people from all corners are criticizing that move. What's your read on it? You know, the one thing about it that I was appreciative of was that he didn't call Anthony Rapp a liar. You know, (laughs) the bar is that low. The bar is that low. As for the rest of it, uh, you know, conflating this particular allegation that he made a sexual advance on a 14-year-old with living as a gay man, which is his turn of phrase, is just, I think, offensive to a whole bunch of people because one has nothing to do with the other. That's why I think there's been so much outrage. It seems like a deflection, you know, especially after he actively didn't talk to you for your yes. story. That that was certainly disappointing. I will say that, unfortunately, it was, at least in part, an effective deflection. A lot of the media pickup la- on Sunday night uh, led with that part of the story, that Kevin Spacey comes out. And in fact, some headlines didn't even mention the allegations at all. So... Um, You know, I I can't ascribe motive to why Spacey did this the way he did it. But you look at how it was covered in the media and and it certainly was effective in getting people to talk about something else. So it seems like there are a lot of industries right now that are reckoning with decades of hidden abuse. But Hollywood is particularly implicated. Where do you think this is all going? I think the next big step in the story for Hollywood and for, I think, a lot of other industries is how to keep this from happening in the future. You know, Anthony talked about really wanting to work within this, you know, Hollywood guilds and unions to create an infrastructure that, you know, prevents this kind of thing from happening as much, at least in the future, as well as giving victims more recourse to be able to speak out. So Facebook and a bunch of other tech companies are preparing to address Congress this week. And a BuzzFeed News report shows that Facebook offered advertisers a snapshot of just how divided the United States electorate was in advance of the 2016 elections. Facebook carved the U.S. electorate into 14 segments in various categories, like left-leaning, youthful urbanites, and a pro-NRA, pro-Tea Party group it bizarrely labeled as the great outdoors. It's normal for advertisers to know who they're selling to pretty generally, but what's particularly rare in this case is how polarized the United States was politically at the time. And advertisers may have taken advantage of this wild political climate and made it even worse by using Facebook. Representatives from Facebook, Google, and Twitter will testify at an open hearing with the Senate Intelligence Committee tomorrow. And finally, a federal judge just blocked key parts of Trump's ban on transgender troops yesterday. In a 76-page decision, U.S. District Court Judge Colleen Kalar-Catelli wrote that Trump's justifications for the policy, quote, do not seem to be supported by any facts. For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app, and you can listen to this briefing reporting to you wherever you find your podcasts. Happy Halloween! 